0: Yes somewhere in episode 6. Woo! We made it another one.
1: And this is the first time that we're in the studio together. In the flesh.
0: I know, would you believe it?
1: Not on Zoom. Madness. Can you tell? In the real thing. In the real thing.
2: It feels it feels good. This is a uh... Yeah, it feels better being in the same room, room, room? Room. Yeah. I'm not even going to edit that out. That's... Breathing the same air. Made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now oh, so I'm self-conscious. We're breathing the same air, yeah. Um, I'm not breathing. Oh um, <laughs> like, yeah, I... Jesus.
0: Anyway, enough, enough rubbish from us. Like, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about awareness and our journeys into advertising... Um, comparing like what a university degree holds compared to just normal experience. Um, we sort of touch on, you know, imposter syndrome and undervaluing ourselves. And at the end, because we have a very special guest, uh, she talks about mentorship and her experiences with that. Yeah. So yeah, we hope you enjoy.
2: Perfectly said.
3: Hi everyone, I'm Arafat. Uh, I joined Mother, um, let's see, seven months ago now, seems like yesterday. And yeah, it's been going great. I'm in production, well, production and production affairs to be specific. And yeah, it's been going great. Mother has been amazing. Seven months? It feels like that's he's, flown by. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. Well, three months um, of that I was at home. So yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. How's it been for you joining a new agency? And I guess your first agency in you know in the pandemic without actually getting to know anybody and then how has it been going to the office yes
3: yeah, so i feel like my whole experience t- into my career has been a unique one because obviously i came from bfs bricks and finishing school well some people might have heard of it it's like a program for underserved youth and mm-hmm. even bfs was different for me because we had to do all of that through zoom as well so <laughs> everything was pretty pretty weird that kind of prepared me for my role because 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 my role for the first three months was through zoom so i kind of had to like work extra hard for it and kind of like my personality had to shine like extra hard for people to obviously buy into me but it's been great and yeah not too bad so far
1: talk us through the bricks and finishing school process so you basically did did you have some uh period of time that you were in a physical space or was it literally an online course for you
3: No, because Breaks and Finishing School actually is not an online course. It it was made online because of the pandemic. Normally Mm -hmm. they go into offices and they go meet agencies, they go meet companies and brands, which is great because networking, you get to see Mm -hmm. them physically. But in my cohort, literally every brand, every company just click on a link and see us through Zoom. Which was, you know, what I had to, had to do, what I had to do. I'm here now, so yeah. <laughs> what made
1: you What made you choose the course in the first place? You
3: know what? Life works in God, dear. <laughs> do you know what? Because mm. I didn't know about bricks and finishing school before my friend mentioned it to me. Mm. And um, before that, I was working at Starbucks at... Um, retail, just you know, but I always knew I wanted to do something advertising, but I didn't go to university, so that was always going to be hard for me. Mm. And my friend that's always already in the industry said to me, Okay, Arafat, I know about this course, I heard they do stuff for people, so try it out. I went onto the link, and you had we had to do like a personal statement. And in my personal statement, I didn't know what to do, I was quite honest, I was like, I didn't go to university, so I thought, you know. Let me try this out and, you know, it might help me. And I got accepted by my surprise. And, yeah, it was just it was just a whirlwind of just great, great, like, networking and connections. Mm. And the founder of Bricks and Finishing School, Ali Owen, is actually now a resident at Mother because I think Bricks and Finishing School works with Mother now. Mm.
0: And, yeah, it's just great. You know what's interesting? Um, like you said, oh, you, you always knew that you wanted to go into advertising. Mm. And I can say for myself, like I was exactly the same. I had no, I had no experience in advertising. I had really no knowledge of advertising, but my head told me, for some weird ass reason, yeah, advertising is the thing mm. for me. But I, I wanted to just know from your point of view why was it that you thought advertising was for you? Yeah, and,
1: and what stopped you from from pursuing it earlier?
0: I
3: guess opportunity, and like in my in my case, just awareness, being aware of it, because if my friend didn't mentor it to me, I wouldn't know about Bricks and Finishing School, and I wouldn't know about the opportunities. Mm. And um, why advertising? I just thought, yes, before Bricks and Finishing School, I always knew I wanted to do advertising, but I feel feel like Bricks and Finishing School kind of, like, emphasised that for me, and kind of, I found my reason why, because during Bricks and Finishing School, we were given this um, project, this brief to answer, um, and it was about um, stem cell donation. And um, basically, we had to acquire ethnic minorities onto the stem cell register, and everything. And we did this by obviously doing a digital campaign that um, that um, was served to ethnic minorities. And the research that we had to do, and the reason why there aren't like en- enough ethnic minorities onto the register, like there's like deep deep reasons why, you know, you know, let's say black people are on, the, on, on these registers and you know things that I found out just like yeah this is what I want to do kind of solidified it for me and that process kind of yeah just made me you know want to do something in advertising even more
0: yeah so I guess it was like you were involved in something that kind of spoke to your community basically exactly and kind of drove a sort of passion in you or exactly you saw something that you're like yeah I, I could do I could see myself doing that yeah yeah that's cool. that's cool i
2: love the um i think my favorite thing is yeah it's just being aware that's the general mm-hmm. thing with me especially and i love that it's similar story with you it's just like just not knowing about this mm-hmm. industry and the options you had i had the same story like my friend told me hey there's this thing happening where you can be a runner mm, and I was, right. I was working at Thor park at the time so yeah I knew i wanted to do something more
1: and did you know what a runner was like
2: or, you know oh i was just down to do anything i was like it sounds cool like a job called being a runner it sounds like a dope job <laughs> and I, I, I knew it was like a tv company or ad company it sounded fancy sounded different mm-hmm. and it, it sounded out of my world so i wanted to jump out of my comfort zone and do something um different but it's all about awareness and giving p- giving people of color that chance
3: yeah and i often think how different our lives would be without that awareness and that is just the case for many people like if they just have that opportunity and someone just mentioned it to them or someone just gave them that chance how different their lives would be
2: yeah it really annoys me when people understand it's honestly just knowing about it if people would work hard towards these goals and aspirations if they were given a chance you know mm. if they were told yeah hey, did you know this is a thing no but now i do i'm gonna go and do it
0: it really is that simple 100% like a lot of the time um it's like seeing is believing basically Mm, And like i always compare it to like traveling like a lot of a lot of times like people from like underprivileged backgrounds they literally just stay in their area they don't really venture out really far they may not go abroad they may not have been abroad and things like that but when you do and you see different cultures, experience different type of people,
3: mm-hmm. it broadens
0: your perspective so much and it it does naturally changes who you are as a person, probably for the better. Do you know what I mean? And so it's the same, I guess, when you enter different fields or you hear about different professions, I guess. You know what I mean? So
1: interesting. I love hearing about how everybody came into the industry and also what everybody did before that because it feels like for... Especially for a lot of people of color, it's never a, oh, you know, I went to school, then I went to uni, then I started doing advertising because I knew that that's what I was gonna do. It's usually oh, a friend of a friend told me, or I, you know, I came, I came, um, across this thing by chat. Like it, it's, it, it. I've never really heard a straightforward, um, path, and it's yeah, it's really interesting.
2: Yeah, a lot of it is literally just you said a it perfect flow. It's like. A person's journey, a person of color's journey is always. I just stumbled across on. Someone said I should do this, so I should. I'm like, I heard this late in the game. You know, people been, people had a huge head start when it comes to, equity, right? And it's, it's super unfair that we're trying to catch up now. You know, I found out about advertisements like 22. That's years later compared to others. Uh, yeah. And even then, I still really didn't get it. All I knew was to run a job.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, I guess. In that sense, then I kind of feel privileged because I, like, as Flo said, I kind of did have that typical journey in a a way where I went to school, then went to university and from university, I kind of thought advertising was like the next logical step to go into. So I just basically searched, I studied languages and business, so... French Spanish and business Uh, so it wasn't like directly advertising at all I still didn't have a clue about advertising to be honest like I knew nothing about it but something in my head just said you have a creative mind but you kind of want to go into like the businessy world at the same time and you don't want to wear a suit so advertising seems cool I guess I love it I don't know where a suit. I don't know where a suit. <laughs> what job now for sure perfect Office explanation. No suit. Literally no so suit. Good. That that's on the contract for sure. But yeah, and then um I g I guess it was a I had to kind of work it out myself, like to research advertising agencies and to be honest, that was the bit that was difficult for me because I had no connections into advertising whatsoever. I didn't know anyone that worked in advertising, so contacting agencies like Mother, ironically, where I'm at now, it was basically impossible. I just had to send out emails, and, you know, you'd basically get no reply. And then it's like, well, damn, like, what am I meant to do? It's like almost like some secret society um, where you're kind of just blocked from this elitist bubble, basically, and you, like, want to know how to get into the... To the VIP, like into the club, basically.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess that aspiring for that VIP life and the the non suited life is a uh, is is a great goal. Yeah. And, and do
1: you feel like once you once you get into the industry, do you feel like what what you imagined it being and what it is in reality are the same thing?
0: I think when you try to get into somewhere or you try so hard and you don't understand, and then you finally get in, first there's that element of uh, imposter syndrome but then once you're in it for a certain amount of time you realize why like what was this whole facade and mystery about like it's not really that deep.
2: <laughs> mm. Love that it's really not that deep. I, I definitely feel like um yeah, it's overhyped and it's over complicated the mm. jobs that are done. You know like it's super yeah. hard to do like how many roles do we have in, in the company? that are learnable like I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the world yeah it's but given opportunity and being trained up I, I'm able to be who I am now and it's all about that connecting being allowed in
3: exactly right mm-hmm. these jobs
2: are not scientific like it's not that deep you know it's really it's not deep and it is really about that exclusiveness and yeah when you're in it and you see it you're like oh come on guys we're not that special
1: Yeah. And I guess like part of part of that point is um, because I think when you look at the advertising industry and and the people um, that operate within it, you kind of looking from the outside in, you kind of think, oh, you know, I have to go to university and I have to have studied a certain thing or I have to have a master's or whatever. And that's I I think we're all proof that that's not Mm -hmm. like it's not a necessity like you can join the advertising industry without those um without those qual- I I've, I've never had to show anybody my degree yeah um and I also studied nothing um that relates to anything advertising related
3: I feel like what you just said is right, but I feel like most students, most well ethnic minority students, or what um, studying uh, media or advertising in university right now aren't aware of that. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to be actually said more to them. I'm not saying they shouldn't study these subjects in university, but it should still be you know known that you know the uh, people in the industry aren't looking for you know that degree. Yeah. as much
0: as they think. I I completely agree. It's so mad because when you hear people in advertising that have, you know, the power of recruiting and hiring and stuff like that, they say, like, they don't go for people who have an advertising degree. that like, they purposely don't go for... for and why is that? I'd, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I think it... Again, it's just the weird thing that they have. Maybe there's a stigma of people who have directly studied advertising where maybe their mind is structured in one way where they probably want to get a more diversity of thought i guess yeah and not
3: as maybe not as creative
0: as they want i wouldn't say not as creative but i guess advertising the degree might just put you in a bubble whereas Mm. like you know i studied languages flo what what did you study
1: um, I, well I studied law first and then yeah. I studied multimedia design and yeah. communication. So, like, if she said guess...
0: advertising would be hella awkward <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I guess yes. the, the way in which like our minds work is all different and I guess that's exactly. kind of what they're so, looking for I guess a different perspective Yeah. whereas yeah. if everyone in the advertising agency all studied a similar course then it's just you know one big um, just one big tunnel vision kind of thing where everyone's thinking the same thing
2: i got two things to say. Because the first thing is, yeah, you say that, but also then you have like diversity of thought, but then you have like uni diversity in general yeah. in the room, different backgrounds. But also, I think, yeah, definitely if you want to stand out or have skills that actually are helpful, you know, how you present yourself, your talking skills, being sociable, getting a job or experience early in your career, early in your age. You know, there's some people who leave uni. And they have no people skills they've never worked a job and they get super awkward and you can yep. see it by how they interact with people and you know mm-hmm. doing placements early in your career i always tell young people you know definitely do placements do free work learn like don't mm-hmm. think a piece of paper is going to carry you into a job and even if, if it does you probably won't last
1: to counter um act that yeah. point if that's a saying um it's also because you know i'm i'm 28 and i started in this industry when i when i turned 26 like yeah when I was 26 so it's it's actually like if you think about a, a career trajectory it's quite late because you know I, I studied law first which is three years and then I studied multimedia design um, after which was another two and a half years um, and then I just fell into advertising through an internship um, and I don't feel like I've missed out on anything or I I, I don't necessarily wish that I, I'd done any any kind of advertising experience previously, because my trajectory taught me what I what I know now, and um, I'm I'm grateful for those experiences. So even you know for people that are you know in their late twenties, it's not it's not or you know in the thirties or um, whenever really, it's not too late to enter the game.
0: I think it, do- it doesn't even necessarily have to be advertising experience. I think just getting some sort of experience, no matter what it is. Is always going to be helpful to your career in in the long run and in the future because you know you can always relate the past experiences that you've had to what's going on in your career today and you can you know pick and choose things that have happened in your past to be like oh i can relate that to what's happening now and i should move in this way or i can move in that way and this will happen so yeah you know what like with advertising i think any sort of experience that you have is a is a bonus and a plus, and you can use it to your advantage uh, for sure. Because like oh. with with languages, okay, like I can speak Spanish, like. I'm not in the Spanish office. Flux. Oh my God, Yeah, Flo, you, I'm you not I'm not trying to flux.
3: I would like to what hear that. Nah, nah, will do you just nah. do speak
0: Jonathan? Nah, nah. I, I I just about speak English, but you know. But <laughs> International, you get me? My, uh, <laughs> thing, yeah. I mean, Have you I heard I of the language I Spanish? <laughs> 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 yeah, a little bit. I'll do a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's like, you know, how many people speak Spanish in the office? Do you know what I mean? But it's about... I guess you could say communication the fact that I can communicate with different types of people um, I'm more open to understanding different types of cultures and seeing a different type of point of view and I guess you know you can relate that to advertising um, and strategy in particular as well I guess which is my my role in advertising so
2: Yeah. yeah hearing you both say that I feel like the main thing is whatever your experience is have understanding that that is your strength yeah whatever you've been doing or working through Mm. You know, be same for you were saying that Like you being so honest in your your uh, Brixton application, you'd be like, hey, I got what I got. literally, I felt so silly, but
3: I for some reason I feel like that's what actually got me here. because if you think Brixton finishing school, probably on paper. That is, I, I am who they do the program for people that obviously haven't had that opportunity. Mm. But me typing that up, I'm like, oh my, I felt so inadequate. Yeah. But obviously, I didn't know that in that moment.
2: I felt I felt the same way when I was applying to be a runner. I was like, man, I've got no no qualifications. Didn't go to uni, and I'm re, I'm working at Thor Park right now. I was like, I ain't gonna get this job. But me, I would just I did exactly what you did. That's why I connected. I was like, I was just I said, you know, I used to stack shelves at Tesco. Is to be a little boy. I like people. Hey, <laughs> I didn't. I had nothing else to give him. I had nothing else to give him. But because it, it, the whole job was about, you know, show me your worth, run about, get mm-hmm. sweaty. I was like, mm-hmm. let me do it first. You know, then if I'm bad, you can fire me.
1: I think it's an interesting kind of balance of um, feeling like you're being given a chance, and also just feeling like you you deserve the opportunity, because I feel like a lot of the time, especially um, for people in and like from minority backgrounds, it's like, oh, I have to work extra hard or I have to prove myself like the proving myself um, mm. bit is, I think, a very big part. And and even you saying, oh, I was surprised. Like it's, it's always there's always an element of being overly thankful for the opportunity once mm. it arises that mm. it's almost. It can, like, it can almost be stifling because you're like, I don't deserve, th- you know, imposter syndrome, just like Jonathan yeah. said before.
0: Yeah, it's imposter syndrome. You can end up literally working yourself into the ground and basically becoming, a, I don't know, just a workhorse, an unnecessary yeah. workhorse for people yeah. in the office where you're exerting yourself way more than other people. And then it actually starts to have an effect on the quality of your work. I just feel like, it can work against you as
3: well because i feel like you might not feel comfortable asking silly questions yeah. for example like let's say being in like a entry-level role that is you're there to ask questions you know for your first couple of months and whatever but you're feeling like okay i don't want to sound silly i don't want, I, I already feel like i don't deserve to be here so i don't want to make it worse but you're obviously just hindering yourself at the end of the day without realizing Hundred percent.
1: To this day, my biggest struggle. Like i I, I struggle with it so much, asking questions and admitting when I just have no idea what's going on yeah. is I yeah, I find that so so <laughs>
2: difficult. I think we talked about it before, right Jonathan, about like when Jonathan joined, obviously I've been waiting for a long time, but having someone who looks like me, not specifically, we don't look like each other by the way, you know? <laughs> 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 Um, I don't look like you, bro. I don't look like you, brother. But uh, being... I I would get shameless of how I felt. (laughs) I'm just just laugh for like 10 minutes now. (laughs) I would get shameless of how I I talked to Jonathan. Like, hey, what do you think about this? I didn't see how I didn't see I was just like, hey, I'm comfortable looking dumb with you. But I could never tell my boss, man, Mm. I just don't get it. Because it's kind Mm. of this fear of like, oh, I'm getting this chance. I don't look like a fool. Mm. You know, it really does
0: eat away at me yeah and then what happens is like you you tend to undervalue yourself but then what you're doing is when you're undervaluing yourself you think you're just undervaluing yourself to yourself but Mm. it has an effect on your outside like people can see like you're almost undervaluing yourself or people can see what's going on and then they end up undervaluing you because you're undervaluing yourself so they don't see you as people buy what you give exactly yeah well said maybe this is a good segue
2: into mentorship and having someone to talk to and connect to Alpha, you mentioned something yeah, I do
3: have a couple of mentors. Well, I attained two mentors um, in as a result of Bricks and Finishing School. My network is just getting, you know, <laughs> like that. But... <laughs> I like <Another> that. <laughs> uh, I, I, know, I know people. Yeah, I know you know. <laughs> people know me. Hey, uh, but yeah, um, I, I would mention um, I actually have two mentors that I uh, meet with regularly. And one, they are quite... For different um, retrospects. One is a very, very, in a very, very high position, a very, very, high, you know, large company, and he is, you know, of not not of the same race as me, white, and, you know, he is doing well for himself. The other one, we have relatable experiences. He's Nigerian, and, you know, and it's almost amazing to have that side, you know, the different um, types of mentorship, because I feel like. One can tell me how it is and what the challenges I am likely to face because he's already faced it. Yeah. And the other one can just tell me, look, this is what you need to do. And he's kind of biased because he's do- he doesn't have my experiences. But at the same time, it's just the harsh truth. Yeah. So, Yeah it's great in that way that's amazing how did that come about so um and finishing school did like a mentorship with news uk and um it was supposed to be like a one-to-one-off thing and i just hit off this guy was he he, he's he's like you know a top dog and i messaged him i was like you know i would like to keep this relationship going can we make this uh you know maybe like a six weekly thing and he basically said, yeah, sure, of course, you know, like you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we meet regularly and he I feel like he's kind of I feel like sometimes I feel like, yeah, he's helping me. But more time I'm I'm kind of helping him as well, because he admitted to me without him talking to me regularly he doesn't really get a chance to talk to people like me Mm. which i find so mad because i'm like you must have people diverse people working for you but you're like but he literally said to me frankly like yes i have them working for me but more time they're trying to lick my ass i was like fair enough (laughs) because he was like you give it to me how you know you know straight and with your you know raw Thoughts and uh, and yeah, that's why he likes you know talking to me and I was like okay fair enough, and yeah that's how that came about and the other mentor, yeah I think yeah it was three he was my assigned mentor through Brixton finishing school Mm. and Brixton finishing school tried to uh, match you with a mentor that has the same experiences as you, and we kind of just came about and I messaged him as well and we kept it going.
0: What would you say were like the benefits of the the reverse mentoring the one where you know, you were like with the the top dog, and you were yeah. giving him game, but he was also giving you game, sort of thing. Like
3: I think the benefits from that, like I said, having that connection, because yeah. you know, you never know when that's going to come to play. 100%. Just having someone, having someone there that you know, you know, one day you might need them, and just having, you know, just because as much as he doesn't get to talk to someone like him, I don't get to talk to someone like that in a high higher position so i feel like that's the that's the good thing about it and yeah we can just bounce things off of each other i think our last um meeting we were talking about okay so we're talking about um you know the euros yeah because you know he works for news uk newspaper and everything else and it's just just so amazing because before that before the euros we were talking about diversity and how you know that how that affects what you know the media puts out Mm. and he he admitted it's like you know i don't see it you know he defends what you know his company does Mm. and you know i tried to let him see my different perspectives and then he made sure this time around he was like okay i listened to what you said did you see you know what the the sun printed out you know after the euros did you see what the metro printed out and yeah, he was like, yeah, we tried to do something more positive, you know, about obviously the guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. who who is this guy?
0: Rupert <laughs> 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 Murdoch yeah. or something? Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. you see what the sun put out, and he said, "Oh how about I flex like that?" He goes, "Like hey, okay, okay." If you're listening to I this, that. I would like to talk also. Anyways, <laughs> but, um, I think I think it is super important to be able to, you know, talk to people who who are not always they don't always look like us because it's mm. important to have comfortable conversations people are so awkward and yeah. they I think it's a problem people not wanting to talk about it mm-hmm.
0: you know because
2: y- you make more mistakes trying to be like super oh it's not my place I'm like well we can have an open conversation obviously yeah. you don't have a table full of white people talking by, by themselves <laughs> mm. like that's mm-hmm. not really working but that's not the point that's not yeah. the point but yeah we can have a discussion you know don't stop me in a random place you know there's there's ways around it but the combos can be done in the correct way
1: yeah i think like arafat your example is perfect because it it's it does seem like it's all about communication and Mm -hmm. conversation and yeah just like you said when when is someone like your mentor ever Mm -hmm. gonna get the get the chance to speak to someone like you because usually they're surrounded by um people alike Mm. um just like you're surrounded by people alike and it's 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 all about making those making those conversational connections to then be able to bring it to a broader table and have those conversations in a bigger group. So yeah. it, it it would make sense to start at the opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. to get there faster. So I love that example. Yeah, I agree.
2: Hey, that was that was episode six.
1: Yeah, with a lovely Arafat.
0: Amazing Arafat. Really? I can't lie, that might have been one of my favorite ones so far.
1: We say that every yeah. single time I'm yeah.
0: going to continue to say
2: it. It
1: <laughs> keeps getting better okay. Well, you know, that just means that we enjoy doing Well this. Also, no,
2: I, I did love I, I don't know, man, anything to do with the journey And, you know, shedding light on How it's not as big of, big of a deal As it seems to the yeah. young generation I think it's really important discussion Something I could talk about for hours any day yeah, so I feel like that's why it was definitely one of my favorites.
1: And I love having guests. I love hearing everybody's story So, yeah,
2: I love the story. so much for listening. Yeah, really appreciate it.
1: Do give Jonathan his five stars, please. He's you're been, close. he's been, you know, he's been uh, talking about it a lot. So.
0: However, oh, <laughs> share this. Nice.
2: Uh, share this around, and also if you if you're young, confused, and trying to get get into the game, email us, get in contact, LinkedIn, be it on our personals. All via familiar faces. Familiar faces, uh, we are definitely here for you. Woo. Peace! <laughs> yeah. You never acting brand new, yeah. yeah. And you always say true, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never acting brand new, yeah. Stick by me, I'll stick by you. I'll stick by me a stick by you